60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Welcome to Bayou Sports on a big Monday, September the 19th. Uh, boy, what rough day yesterday for the Saints. Elsewhere, the Tigers uh, play a great fourth quarter and pull away from state. U.S. has a rough game and they're uh, over in Houston against Rice. Their 15-game winning streak comes to an end. Baseball, 58-59, and 59, and Coach Antoine will be on sometime around 7.30 uh, to discuss his big win up in the uh, Shreveport area of uh, Evangel Christian. Uh, uh, Jeff, uh, yesterday, uh, you say fans, uh, like myself, watching the ball game yesterday, uh, Jameis Winston uh they mentioned on the uh, some of the pregame shows that he had uh, four fractured vertebrae in his back, but it looked like uh, upon the doctor uh, that it, it couldn't be extended. The injury couldn't uh, have, uh, uh, would you say, just expanded or being uh, deteriorated any further. So. Yeah, I, I still don't uh, get that. Obviously, I'm not a doctor, but <laughs> it's, it doesn't make sense to me. And he looked like he may have been affected by uh, something. But I, I will tell you this. I was fr- I, I, and, and I'm not a big Saints fan. I'm happy when the Saints win. Sure. But as an observer, I thought they got screwed early on in the game. A lot of Ooh. calls um, that really affected the game. Uh, I really was put off the, the, the fact that uh, Lattimore got tossed when it was obviously Evans. That was the problem in yesterday's brawl. I thought that was uh, nece- uh, not not the right uh, call as far as tossing Lattimore. I would be curious to know what was said between he and Brady, but mm. but still he was not threatening Brady physically at all. And Evans, uh, I assume he uh, took something out of context. But no, it was uh, it was a game that was frustrating because I, I thought the Saints deserved better than what was given them by the officials. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And there were a couple calls during the course of the game that uh, just uh, seemed like uh, went in favor of the Bucks. Uh, and uh, uh, curiosity had me scurrying yesterday during the course of the game. There are only two teams in the NFL that have a winning record against Tom Brady. And one, of the, one was the Saints. Now it's 5-5. Five and five. The other... Seattle, mm. they're two and one against uh, Tom Brady, and uh, the kicker, the only Brady win was an interception. <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's correct. Uh, against uh, so Brady now uh, can say there's only one NFL team that he has a losing record against, and it was at the Saints for one time. But yesterday, the Saints, uh, you know, they've played eight quarters so far this year, and seven of them have been pitiful. The only quarter, that fourth quarter against the Falcons last week, uh, is the only quarter that the uh, Saints have uh, basically uh, played well in uh, against uh, this year so far. And if Winston has fractured vertebrae in his back, there were a couple times during the game he rolled out and had a little clear space in front of him and wouldn't run. And uh, and it could have made the first down and run out of bounds or slid. Of course, in the NFL, if you start sliding, it's where you begin your slide, not where you finish up with regards to where they spl- place the ball. But uh, uh, the Saints, um, uh, I don't know, uh, should have uh, Andy Dalton come in and played maybe. Uh, Saints go down late and score a late touchdown to make it close. It ends up 20-10. to 10, But uh, yeah, as well as uh, you know, as well as I do, Jeff, uh, the Saints uh, have a ways to go when you see some of these NFL teams put up big points. Uh, during the course of the games yesterday, the Dolphins, wow, 
42-38 winners over uh, Miami. The Cardinals come back in overtime, beat the Raiders, and they were down, I think, uh, two scores going into the fourth quarter. Of course, they pick up a fumble and race almost 60 yards to beat the uh, Raiders. Uh, elsewhere, can you believe the Jets? The Jets, I think, are 2-0. and You know, I actually attempted to put that game on uh, TV because I was curious, but uh, had some uh, complications uh, airing it. But anyway... Uh, yeah, Jets, uh, Robert Soleil says, man, I, he, he said, I'm taking notes. He didn't use that exact phraseology, but said, uh, I'm, I'm take, taking receipts. That's the word he used uh, on people who give us grief because down the road, I'm, I'm going to call you out because we are a good team and so far so good. And uh, also another little uh, historic uh the Lions beat the Commanders. Yeah, and they, they were favored for the first time right. since 2020, <laughs> and they lost that previous game uh, where they were favored and, in fact, got hammered. But yesterday they uh, did the opposite. Uh, kudos to the Lions. Yes. Lamar Jackson, the fastest, uh, his 11th regular season game with 100 yards rushing, passing Michael Vick all time. 49ers, uh, Trey Lance, all you people to have him in uh, fantasy football. Look like he might be done for the year. Uh, as Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo. No, I'm pretty sure he is done for the year. And, boy, oh, boy, Giants, giant San Francisco, uh, the 49ers, uh, really gambled um, with that contract for Garoppolo. And uh, now he has an opportunity <laughs> because he, he's going to be a free agent after this year. Uh, and he will have an opportunity to do something special this year. Uh, watch out for the 49ers. Yeah. And the only thing good that happened yesterday in favor of the Saints was that the, the Panthers got beat by the Giants. The Giants are 2-0, and the Falcons go down to the Rams who make it interesting late as they score a couple of scores to uh, stay close to the Rams, 31-27. As we mentioned, 49ers, 27-7 over. And the, and the Cowboys, the Bengals, uh, boy, Joe Burrow, first rough couple of games, too, even though they keep it close uh, late. But uh, Burrow's uh, had another rough day yesterday uh, against the Cowboy defense, and uh, Cowboys are now um, uh, one and one. Uh, Broncos. Cooper Rush had a, had a good game. He uh, did. Jerry Jones said something to the effect that uh, he exceeded expectations. Yes, yes. So uh, anyway, uh, also the Patriots beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Uh, that Dolphin Ravens game was something else too. Uh, Tua just uh, kept bombing them down the field, uh, and the Cardinals, uh, like I said, that one went over. That yeah, one, that's right. That one definitely covered the over. That's right. Anyway, so uh, just uh, just crazy. So uh, Terrible sports weekend for me. The Bears uh, looked ill against the Packers. And, um, yeah, it's in Green Bay. They were not favored, but uh, they, they underperformed, in yeah. my opinion. But it was a brutal sports weekend for me. The Cubs win Friday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Then I watch Highland uh, lose a tough game. Yeah, uh, they were up thirteen to seven at yeah, one time at halftime, and then uh, you know hadn't stopped them. Seven minute opening drive for uh, St. John uh, to start, but but Highland stops it. You think it's going to give them a little momentum? But St. John ended up having uh, nineteen to five minutes, uh, nineteen minutes really? to five minutes of uh, time of possession in the second and half. It was yeah, they they just uh, Highland could not move the ball, but then. You know, Saturday, uh, Northern Illinois loses, Northwestern loses, and uh, Northern, uh, they, they were they dominating Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt the, yeah. at home, and they were dominating, and a guy scoops a fumble back around the 30, uh, their own 30, to uh, the Vanderbilt 10-ish 
yard line gets called back because of a, a, a illegal block really? of some sort. And they didn't move the ball after that. And after that, uh, it's just like they completely lost their heads and uh, Vanderbilt stormed back and dominated the rest of that second half. Uh, UL losing a, a tough game there, not looking real good against Rice. Uh, LSU was looking bad until yeah. finally they recovered. Then, you know, the Cubs lost two games Saturday and again on Sunday. And then the Bears uh, last night, Saints lost. Um, brutal, brutal sports weekend. Was fun, though. Uh, I, I didn't uh, see it live, but Albert Pujols hitting his uh, 698th. And uh, I saw Anthony Rizzo come back for the Yankees yesterday. Uh, so, uh, And he hit a home run. Uh, Aaron Judge, as you alluded to, hit uh, numbers 58 and 59 in a big Yankee win yesterday. But um, rough sports weekend overall. Yeah, at, uh, uh, my one college team came through for me as uh, the Greenies go up to Manhattan, Kansas, and beat Kansas State 17-10 to 10 with a great defensive effort. Held a little running back. Uh, his name escapes me right now, but he had eight straight games of over 100 yards. They held him to, I think, 80 yards and 22 carries. So uh, they played well defensively uh, and did the right things on offense, uh, even though I think uh, the young quarterback Pratt threw a couple picks, but it didn't hurt him in any. I think one maybe uh, they gave up three points. But, uh, yeah, UL uh, just uh, – I watched some of that game uh, due to my ESPN Plus and uh, – just uh, the, they change quarterbacks in and out, uh, going with uh, hopefully a hot hand, and uh, just and at the end of the uh, game, uh, interviewing Coach uh, Mike Desimo, he just said, uh, "I'll take the blame for this game. It's on me. I should have had my team a lot better prepared." You all just didn't even have a hundred yards in total offense heading into the fourth quarter, and uh, ended up scoring on a uh, around a fifty-yard pick uh, six uh, by. Uh, one of the uh, young defensive halfbacks, and also uh, scored a late touchdown. As it would get close to Rice, Rice would just take it and move it on down the field. Uh, you all did have three picks in that game uh, against the Rice quarterback, and uh, he threw for 300 yards, I believe, uh, or a little bit over. And the Rice Isles had over 400 yards in offense, while the Cajuns, uh, just looking up the game here, uh, of course, it, it was a late game. And uh, they just uh, – just their 15-game winning streak now uh, goes by. But uh, they've got an opportunity to tack on another win. They they play UL Monroe. I think they're an 11-point pick uh, this weekend. Yeah, Aaron Bruce, Aaron Bruce rushed for the final two-yard uh, touchdown for Rice to make it 33-21. He got to 27-21. And uh, uh, UL had the lead uh, most of the game, even though they just weren't moving the ball. Uh, but they were doing the right things and uh, taking advantage of some turnovers. And uh, UL ended up with 175 yards total offense. Rice had 449. UL 114 passing, 61 rushing. Rice 303 yards passing, 146 rushing. Rice first downs 27 and nine. Just mm. how dominant, dominant, dominant that they were in that game. And they, uh, UL was three for 11 on third downs. Rice nine for 15. But like I mentioned. Uh, UL had one turnover, an interception, and uh, Rice had three. And uh, pretty much the story of the game there. So uh, UL uh, trying to get back in the win column as they journey. Uh, I believe they play up in Monroe this weekend against uh, the Warhawks, and we'll see. And the Warhawks had a rough weekend, too, as they took on number one ranked or number two ranked Alabama and got beaten, I think, 65 to seven or something of that nature. They, they, sh- they showed no pity. Yeah. Um, UL Monroe, that is. For sure. The Tigers, in the meantime, uh, LSU uh, 
boy, the second game in a row that uh, they've got to, you know, get on the, I should say the second out of three games, they have a a wild uh, fourth quarter and they take out uh, Mississippi State. Uh, I don't know, Mississippi State, you know, they came with a lot of plaudits about their passing game. I wasn't that impressed. LSU's defensive front put a lot of heat on the quarterback and uh, had pretty much – uh, just uh, couldn't get their offense going, and once they finally did, uh, they put points on the board, too. There you go. Got a caller on the line. We'll see if it's a caller for Bayou Sports. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Yeah. Wayne here, Tony. Yeah. How you doing, buddy? Good. Good. Uh, look, went to uh, Houston this past weekend. I went with a friend, big Houston fan, and uh, Astro fan. Saw them Friday night in Berlin. There was... On his game that night, buddy, he went five, struck out nine, you know, and big Carlos Alvarez kid hit three of them out on three fastballs. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. <laughs> I said, you think they're going to pitch to him again after the first two? <laughs> they laced another one right down the middle, and he jacked that one. You know, he was four for four that night. But anyway, you know, then Saturday, uh, I'll just tell you that, the Cajuns laid that egg, but the worst part of it is we had more fans in the stands than Rice did. I can believe that. I can believe yeah, that. Okay. Yeah. With that contingent of people that have to go to to Texas to have a, get a job after they graduate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You know, yes. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yes. You know, you know so uh, that it's was a shame we can't part. get them to Cajun Field. Yeah. Well, I know, man. That's the problem. You know, you get... You know, five, six, seven thousand. You know, in in Houston. You know, but you can't get fifteen thousand in Lafayette. You know, but yeah, and that's the students. I think uh, they don't. Uh, UL being, uh, I'm just going to say it, a commuter school, in my opinion. And uh, you think the local kids would go to the games? Yeah, uh, I, 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 I don't understand that. But uh, today I, I don't eat, they've I got don't so many it. other things to do, and uh, they just uh, blow it off. And here they are, a good football team, and they don't watch them play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, they can get in on a student ID, too. You know, it's That's not right. like it's going to cost anything. Yeah, man. they pay a fee in their tuition to, to right. be able to go to the game. So, uh, yeah. And it's yeah. pretty sturdy, too. It's three or $400, I do believe. Maybe even a little more than that now. But, uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, the uh, Cajuns, they head up to your Monroe this week, Wayne, and uh, – uh, yeah. 11-point favorite, and you all know, I just mentioned when you called in, had a rough week. They had the journey to uh, Tuscaloosa to play uh, Alabama. Oh, wow. Yeah, and they got beat 65-7, to I do believe. Yeah. And uh, t- uh, Terry yeah. Bowden and Rich Rodriguez couldn't find anything, any holes against uh, uh, the Bama defense. So, uh, uh, well, that's, that's understandable. That, yeah, you know, you're right. That's a that's a paycheck going that going to Tuscaloosa. That's yeah. all that is. And if you went to the game that. Saturday, uh, UL was playing both fields and Woolridge and just trying to find a hot hand and uh, just well, couldn't you, move the ball against Rice, it looked like. Well, let me tell you something, and this goes back two years. UL had trouble moving the ball, too, until they got beat by Coastal Carolina. And I watched that game at Cajun Field where Coastal Carolina's quarterback would take off. Okay, when he mm-hmm. needed the first down, you know, he dropped back, nobody's open. He'd find an opening and get his first down. Well, after that, uh, Napier decided, well, we better start. And you see, they, they, your quarterback's got to help you a little bit at that level, you know? Sure. And, uh, 
you know, get you a first down here and there. And they're not going to rush you so hard every time you drop back to pass if they know you're going to, you know, skip, scoot around the end and get you six, seven yards for a first down, you know. And UL's quarterback never attempted to run the whole game. Either, either, either player feels or Either worried. one. Really? Either one of them never attempted to run his fight. And today's game, the quarterback's kind of protected, Tony, if you get yeah. outside the box. True, you know that. true. You know, you get on the on the corners, you can get down, you know. Well, I thought Fields had a little running capability in him, too, you know, just like Levi Lewis. You know, he's, he's right. not bigger. You know? He's not a big stature kid. Lewis, you know, probably being 5'8 or 9, but uh, would scramble outside the pocket and then d- throw his little dart, softball dart yeah. out it, there. Yeah. But Fields, I thought, had a little running capability in him, uh, played at Rummel Look, High School. We were, da- we were down 14, thir- uh, 19 14, and we drove down the field, and then he could have taken off. He rolled to his right. He had a, a man that he could have dumped it off through to a first down, or he, he tried to go into the corner of the end zone. If he would have hit either the short man or the first down, or run for the first down, it would have been a different ball game right there. True. You know, you know, and uh, he didn't try it, you know. So watch if they don't start preaching the fact you got to take off and get us the first yeah. down here and there. You know, that's the difference of the college game. It's the pro game now. Yeah. Pretty on a lot of situations, you well, know, but, uh, hey, the only team undefeated in the state is the Green Wave, huh, buddy? Yeah, they huh? are. That's right. They, <laughs> they, uh, they hey, you, take on Southern Miss Saturday uh, at 6 at uh, Yulman Stadium, so I'll be there. Oh, well, well good, good. Oh, so you're going Saturday. Oh, all yes. Right, buddy. All yeah, right, okay. Wayne. Oh. All right, good. Thanks take for care. your calling in. Appreciate well, it, my man. All right, buddy. All right, take care. Uh, Bye-bye. And, you know, what, Jeff, he was right. You know, watching Levi Lewis last year, he wouldn't always just stay in the pocket. He'd roll out and uh, and find uh, players that uh, uh, did a little running. And uh, I thought Fields had some of that capability. Not familiar with Will Ridge at all since he's, a, I think, a transfer in. But uh, the Cajuns uh, had, had chances, but they just couldn't find a way to uh, – to put it in late in the game. Yeah. Again, we'll look forward to uh, them rebounding against uh, Monroe. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and take a break, and we'll get Coach uh, Ryan Antoine on the uh, phone and uh, have him explain a big win for the for the Tigers up in uh, Shreveport. As tell, he, tell, tell you what, we do have a call on the line. We'll, okay. we'll take a real quick. Uh, remember, Ant, Coach Antoine uh, deals with those morning oh, uh, you're announcements, right. so maybe – We'll give them a few extra minutes today. I thought we had a caller on the line there. But before we do take the break, I uh, want to welcome a new sponsor to Body yes, Sports. Yes, you mentioned that to me over the week. Jacob Landry, candidate for state representative, District 49. That election next fall. Uh, but again, uh, he is a big supporter of high school sports and uh, uh, looking forward to uh, being a part of this show uh, for at least the next 13 weeks uh, and hopefully beyond that as well. But uh, again, Jacob Landry, a new sponsor, but we also thank our previous sponsors, Schwing Insurance, the Quarter Tavern, L.A. Classic Roofing, Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, and the Headache and Pain Center. Yes, and, uh, you know, uh, going back a little bit over the Saints, uh, uh, you know, they. I'm trying to see who their, their next opponent is uh, uh, in that regard. So uh, Saints head to Carolina uh, to take on the uh, Panthers, who were beaten uh, by the Giants 19-16, to 16, I do recall. And uh, I guess the, uh, the they're having their issues also uh, scoring points. So uh, the Saints uh, play their first game away from uh, the Dome. And 
with that regard. Let's see. Uh, well, they opened up in Atlanta. Yeah, true. That's I forgot about that. You're right. Uh, the Saints are two and a half point pick. The over and under is 41. Uh, hopefully, Jameis Winston has a little better game too. Uh, don't know how those four fractured uh, vertebrae are affecting him, but uh, there were times yesterday it looked like he had a chance to run. Of course, when you throw three picks and sack nine times, uh, you're going to have a long afternoon. And uh, the uh, Saints certainly did, uh, even though they scored a touchdown late in the game uh, to make it respectable. But uh, pretty much Tampa Bay, uh, once the second, uh, third quarter began, uh, dominated that game. Yeah, no doubt. We uh, can go ahead and take that break. But, okay. Uh, again, uh, before we uh, send it to the commercial break, reminder, to my understanding, Jane Street is still closed between Corrine and Vine. Uh, again, uh, there's some sort of investigation that the NIPD is doing, and it's been um, shut down for about four hours now, really? three, four hours. Uh, I think we got word at about 4.30 this morning, so maybe three hours now. Not sure what the nature of the investigation is, but it is uh, from the, by the NIPD. So, again, uh, just uh, avoid those couple of blocks, but for those who would normally turn uh, onto Corrine to hit Jane Street, um, and, and obviously, heading south, you'll be detoured before then. So, Yeah, so uh, just a heads up here until we get notification about it being uh, opened up, but right now closed. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and take our uh, break, uh, first break here on Bayou Sports. You're listening to Kane Radio, FM 1075 and AM 1240. Hopefully, we can uh, hook up with uh, Coach Ryan Antoine with a big win this weekend, but we'll be back right after that. With I this. am Jacob Lander, and I'm tired of seeing Louisiana fumble away good-paying jobs to our neighbors across the Sun Belt. That's why I'm running for state representative of District 49, because bringing opportunity back to Louisiana is a touchdown for all of us. As your next state representative, I will work hard to expand vocational training programs so that all of our people can have the tools to succeed. I am Jacob Landry, and I am a proven job creator. All I need is your support and your vote. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. It's Festival Week, and the QT is your Sugarcane Festival HQ. Thursday, it's Tommy G and Stormy Weather. Friday, the Cajun Company Band. Saturday, Swampland Revival. And on Sunday afternoon, the Bad Boys. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. 19 GBs has you covered for the Saints and LSU, and no bar with more outdoor seating. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's, best ring prices in DeBerry. And don't forget, now serving fresh fruit margaritas and daiquiris. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. 
Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Cane 1075. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Monday, September the 19th. And on the line with us is Coach Ryan Antoine. Coach, uh, good morning and a uh, big win for your team uh, up in uh, North Louisiana uh, Friday night. Yeah, good morning, guys. Guys played well. Uh, at, some, at some point in the game, you know, I got, uh, again, that big trip, uh, not necessarily out of the way, but we talked Saturday morning about the importance of uh, having a trip like that sort of uh, as a dry run in case you, and the likeliness of having a long trip in the postseason. Yes, it's just trying to get our guys, you know, playoff ready and start understanding that, you know, most of the times in the playoffs you're going to have to go on the road and win a game against a quality team on the road. So just trying to get our guys prepared for that. Tell us a little bit about how the game uh, broke down. I, I say broke down, uh, not that things went south for you, but how, how the game developed. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, we, we started first. Uh, Dedrick Latula scored on about a 70-some yard touchdown pass from Jabari Antoine. Uh, and then we actually, you know, made another big play and scored again and, and went up uh, 15 nothing on uh, on those guys. Uh, we had uh, They had snapped the punt over the, the punter's head and, that Travis Lively, uh, he, who had a monster game for us, scored a touchdown off of that. And then uh, we started kind of making some mistakes, uh, and the game got, you know, they, they tied the game up 15-15 with about a minute to go before half, and uh, Maj Eugene uh, went to quarterback for us and uh, found that in the two about, you know, 15 seconds before halftime and uh, scored a touchdown, and we went up. And then uh, came out of half on uh, the first play, out of halftime, uh, Maj Eugene hit the Landry. Uh, for a big for a big touchdown for us, it was, it was up thirty to thirteen. You know, had a chance to kind of put it away, and then once again got, got them in the game a little bit, and uh, it ended up being thirty-seven to twenty-one uh, final score. Uh, but you know, we definitely have a lot of things that we could you know work on, and a lot of penalties we got to clean up, and I think we might have four or five turnovers. So you know, we play quality and better teams. We play quality and better teams. I think that needs to. I mean, we need we need to get better at that. Yeah, you know, uh, we were. Wondering off mic, uh, what Evangel, how that program is these days. Obviously, not the power they used to be, but certainly uh, a, a challenge. Yes, yes, definitely a quality team. Uh, you know, there'll be a strong team in that in that select division. Uh, have a real good quarterback, real good receiver, and some uh, guys on defense that can fly around and do some things. Coach Duran, uh, you know, trying to you know get it back going. You know, they've had a couple of down years, but they're definitely you know a strong quality opponent. There you go. And coach, uh, you know, uh, with a, another uh, a, a road win too, uh, as you mentioned earlier, that uh, against a quality team. Uh, of course, coming up, uh, your next opponent, uh, you don't have to journey too far at all. About a fifteen-minute ride over to St. Martinville, you take on the Tigers, and uh, that's going to be a big ball game for you again. Yes, yes, another another quality opponent, um, another another big-time game for us. Uh, you know, I know they'll be ready. Uh, you know, St. Martinville has always been a strong opponent for us and, you know, always had a quality program. I've uh, been going against Coach Bent, you know, for over a decade now. So it's always been, you know, good games, been back and forth. So we definitely got to be ready for that game. 
Tell us uh, about prepping uh, during the sugarcane festival week. Uh, I know without school on Friday, you got to make a few adjustments, and maybe school's out Thursday too. Uh, I'm not sure I, about I, that one. I, 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 don't, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I, sometimes I don't even know what happen time with the day is. To be honest with you, <laughs> I just we just we, we just try to you know just go you know hour by hour and just try to get our guys better as much as we can. So that's kind of where we at. I know we don't have school Friday when teachers got to come, but I know the kids don't. But we're going to try to keep it the same, you know, um, afternoon as, as, you know, try to keep the same routine as possible. Gotcha there. Uh, tell us uh, what you know about St. Martinville uh, since we spoke on Saturday. I know you've had a uh, better chance to take a look at their film. Uh, what do they offer? Uh, you know, uh, quality opponent, uh, quarterback, you know, solid, uh, very big time uh, running back uh, who who, can, who runs hard and, and has, has breakaway speed, uh, two real good wide receivers. Uh, big wide receivers too that can go up and make catches and, and to make plays on the uh, real big offensive line, strong defensive line as well. Uh, linebackers run to the ball in the secondary. I mean, a quality opponent. You know, uh, we go have to play a quality game and do things the right way. You know, to, to be successful in this game because you know they're going to definitely be at home and it will be a big crowd. You know, I mean, when anytime you know Wednesday and Monday play is always you know a lot of people want to come out and see that. So we got to make sure we're ready for that because you know they're going to bring their best game. There you go. Um, let's just shift gears a little bit. Uh, anything you can tell us about some other sports going on at Westgate these days? Yes, uh, volleyball team's been, uh, you know, improving and doing well. Um, they have a game today, I, I think, in Abbeville. Uh, they, they've been doing strong in our cross country. They're about to start running. Uh, you know, Coach Gidger, who's also a track coach that won back-to-back state champion. That's kind of how he starts prepping for his, you know, his distance guys. So. They've been having a lot of, you know, kids out there getting ready for that. So just doing well, you know, and just trying to get the sports programs going and just keep the buzz around the school the right way. Real good. Well, Coach, appreciate you joining us. Unless Tony has anything else. No, Coach, uh, good luck uh, this week against the Tigers at St. Martinville. They had a big win over one of their inner parish rivals in uh, the Burbridge Tigers. So uh, I'm sure they're looking forward to uh, see if they can't uh, grab a scalp off the uh, Westgate Tigers. Yeah, definitely. A lot of tigers going on, but you know, we're going to try to make, make make sure we you know go out there and you know try to give our best game and you know come out with the victory. Very good, coach. Always a pleasure. I will look for. Actually, um, I'll text you about Saturday, but uh, no show Saturday. But uh, again, appreciate your uh, joining us today. All right, thank you so much, Jeff. You bet. Okay, all right, coach. Anyway, uh, the Westgate Tigers uh, defending 4A champs uh, looking pretty good right now, Jeff, uh, in that regard. So uh, they're uh, they're doing their best to uh, see about uh, uh, holding on to their crown uh, this year. And uh, I guess uh, just uh, looking a little f- ahead uh, with the Tigers, uh, they uh, they have, uh, I want to say, one big game down the road, and that's going to be in October, about a month from now, when they uh, – Head to Lafayette to take on Lafayette Christian, who uh, beat Jesuit in New Orleans this past week. Back to back tough games, uh, both on the road, Lafayette Christian and St. Thomas More. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But uh, many games to tune up for uh, in advance. Uh, uh, don't know much about the Magnolia School of Excellence, other than the fact that I haven't seen a lot of excellent uh, finals for <laughs> Magnolia. Uh, I was going to ask you, I don't even know where that team is from. I'm guessing in the New Orleans area, but uh, apart from that, I have no idea. Turlings Catholic, they've uh, had a pretty good run lately with Turlings. Uh, 
north of Vermillion. We understand uh, they're a pretty good football team. Uh, we'll talk to Coach Terry Martin tomorrow about his prep for north of Vermillion tomorrow, but he had high uh, praise for them when we spoke on Saturday. And then, as you mentioned, Lafayette Christian, St. Thomas More, then they wrap it up on a Thursday night uh, against Northside. Yeah, and uh, right now, uh, Westgate looking pretty good. You know, he said something I wasn't aware of, uh, uh, Jeff, that uh, looks like he does have another quarterback he can platoon, too. So uh, uh, those are good things, too, when you can uh, to use two young men uh, in and out. Uh, I'm not sure, not having seen the Westgate team play this year, that one's a thrower and the other one's a runner or vice versa. And uh, they're, they're both multi-talented, um, no yeah. Uh, and, you know, last year it wasn't necessarily the plan, but he had to utilize three quarterbacks throughout the season. And normally you would think um, a team's not going to have a state championship run when you're not always sure who's going to be uh, under center there. But he found a way to make it work, and yeah. uh, he's doing it again this year. And that's that just goes to show you the talent on this team, yeah. too, where they can interchange uh, three quarterbacks last year, this year, too, to my knowledge, so far as he mentioned. Uh, and uh, journey up, and that's a, that's a four-hour ride, you know, on a school bus uh, up there, or whether it be a – uh, a nicer bus, but uh, that that's that's a long jaunt. I'm sure they got back at uh, one o'clock, one thirty in the morning. When you consider, oh, I'm not even sure if they stayed up there. No, 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 uh, they, they came, they came back. back. And okay. you know, and I even I had given Coach Antoine a pass on Saturday morning. Uh, he said, "Man, if you want to sleep, in, I'll, I'll understand." But no, he's like, "No, nah, give me a call." Oh, and, good. Uh, appreciated that, that. That's pretty. That's pretty nice too. Uh, but the Westgate Tigers, uh, other scores around uh, just quickly before we. Look at another break. Uh, VC, they missed me for real. Vermilion Catholic out of Abbeville. They, they put a tw- shutout on the Lorville Tigers. That's hard to believe. We'll have Coach Terry Morton tomorrow talking about that with us. 28 to nothing. West St. Mary gets uh, beat by Northside, 52 to 6. Of course, the Westgate uh, game we talked about uh, with Coach, 37 uh, 21 over Evangel. Lake Arthur hands Jenneret their first uh, loss of the year. They, Jen Red journey to Lake Arthur. They get beat thirteen to nothing. Of course, the Thursday night games uh, played up a little bit, but I'm still surprised they were shut out. Yeah, and uh, Katiana uh, had a rough time with uh, didn't have a rough time with Nish. I should say forty eight fourteen. Panthers journey to Erath get beat thirty to twenty. Uh, uh, Katiana Christian. I didn't see a score with them, Jeff. And I Where was looking I? Uh, for that. Of course, we'll talk to Coach Hudson uh, during the week, and uh, they. Uh, they Highland, uh, who had a thirteen to seven lead, gets beat twenty three to thirteen by uh, St. John of Plaquemine. And I think St. John of Plaquemine journeys to uh, West St. Mary, or West St. Mary might journey to Plaquemine. I think that's the game uh, for next week. So uh, anyway, this coming week, I should say. So uh, and I know the Panthers travel to uh, Leesville to take on the Wampus Cats, uh, another Tafori squad that the Panthers are playing. Yellow Jackets uh, host uh, Southside, and I believe that's our Kane radio game uh, Friday night, is it? Yes, indeed. Uh, looking forward to seeing the Sharks uh, take on Nish. And, you know, earlier uh, in the season, you talked about the fact that Southside had a female player. That's right. And not just a kicker either. That's right, a so, wide receiver. Uh, kind of looking forward to that. Uh, her uh, name is Hannah Mouton. So we'll see how uh, that looks uh in that regard, caught a touchdown pass earlier this year. So, uh, anyway, uh, we about do unless you see a breaking uh, headline there. No, yeah, I was kind of looking to see if uh, the paper had a score on Acadiana Christian, but we'll check in with Coach Carol Olivier on Thursday. I think their next game is 
later that day, Thursday. Yes, so uh, you're listening to Bayou Sports here on uh, Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back uh, with more right after this. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. It's Festival Week, and the QT is your Sugarcane Festival HQ. Thursday, it's Tommy G and Stormy Weather. Friday, the Cajun Company Band. Saturday, Swampland Revival. And on Sunday afternoon, the Bad Boys. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. 19 GBs has you covered for the Saints and LSU, and no bar with more outdoor seating. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's. Best drink prices in Newberry. And don't forget, now serving fresh fruit margaritas and daiquiris. Hi, this is Boxcar Bajlow, inviting you to join me and PGA Golf professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kang Row, and Sugar Oaks. So let's make it tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Dream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Monday, September the 19th. And uh, I think, Jeff, now uh, looking at Major League Baseball, the you know, we're looking at uh, Roger Maris's record uh, really being jeopardy here as uh, Aaron Judge takes two downtown uh, yesterday for 58 and 59. And not only that, he's chasing a triple crown now. He's, that, that's he's got a legitimate shot at it, too. Saw a story in the New York Times in regard to that. Let me see if I can pull it up. Uh, See, he's got a he's hitting the torrid September right now and uh batting lead off a few times too he hit two he, yeah he's he's pretty much been a mainstay at the start of the uh, order in September you ready for this he's hitting 491 he's he's 27 for 55 
And uh, in the last, uh, with 16 games remaining, he's got 59 home runs, which is first in all of baseball, 22 more than uh, Jordan Alvarez with the Astros. Uh, he's got 127 RBIs, which is 15 more than uh, second place Jose Ramirez. And his 316 batting average is tied for second with Alexander Bogarts. Uh, and he's decimal 001 behind Luis Arez. So, uh the only 10 players in Major League Baseball history have won the Triple Crown. The last one to do it was Miguel Cabrera in 12 and was the first in over four decades. And uh, so we'll see. Mickey Mantle, I know, had a, a Triple Crown back in 56 and then came uh, Frank Robinson with the Orioles in 66. Next call, you Strimsky. The next year. Yeah, the very next year. Uh, and, and at that point, you think, well, it's not that unusual. You're having a good right. year. You're, you're going right. to do well in all three. But then uh, it took 30 years, uh, more than 30 years for the next one. Yeah, you know, Paul Goldschmidt with the Cardinals uh, had a opportunity, but he's he's hitting 322. It's down from around 335. He's third in home runs with 35 in the National League and second in RBIs with 112. His chances are far slimmer. But, Judge? Boy, I, I think he's uh, – and he's also – I don't know how Tani they're talking about. He's a repeat uh, uh, as an MVP in the AL. But, Judge, if he wins the Triple Crown and the Yankees are in the playoffs, I mean, the Angels are 20 games under five hundred. I don't see how, even though he's a multiplayer with pitching and hitting, uh, Aaron Judge is uh, – he's looking more and more about the MVP. Oh, there's no in the doubt. AL. That's Mike, right. You know, I was watching the game. Um, I had it on one of the TVs at the Tavern, mainly watching the Saints. But watching uh, – they, they put up a stat where he is first in just about every major hitting category other than average right now, but he's not far behind. No. But But it showed like nine or ten, Judge. First, yeah. judge, first, check, judge, check, first. Check, double check. And uh, this story in the New York Times uh, starts out, a funny thing happened on Aaron Judge's way to hitting a ton of home runs, a ballooning batting average, and a second different chase at history. Judges spent most of the season on pace to threaten Roger Maris's American League record of 61 homers this season. Set uh, Maris's, of course, in 61 with two home runs in Sunday's 12-day win over the Brewers. Judge's season total raised 59, 20 more than any other batter this year in Major League Baseball. But again, it's his batting average. I noticed this as scores were coming in Friday night. Uh, Judge um, had a couple of hits, scored a couple of runs. So he's been doing it with much more than just the home run. That's right. And he, he plays a pretty good center field, too. And he's all of six, 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 seven, yeah. too. A big man uh, playing baseball. And just uh, too shy of Roger Maris's record with 22 games left to go. And uh, uh, he'll get back to Yankee Stadium for a few more home games. And uh, right now, he's, he's, he might be the talk of baseball right now. Uh, of course, Roger Maris holding the American League. Of course, over in the National League, you've got Barry Bonds with 73, Mark McGuire with 70, and Sammy Sosa with 66. So, uh, and, and, but nobody really takes those numbers seriously. Yeah, you're right about that during the steroid they're, era. They're in the record books, but they are not taken seriously, and that's okay with me. Yeah, it's, uh, um, yeah, the, uh, Bud Sillick allowed that to happen, you know, uh, just to get baseball back again after the 94 strike, which, uh, for the first time in uh, 90 years, didn't have a World Series. So, uh, anyway, in the meantime, uh, Aaron Judge uh, is just popping away right now. Uh, and uh, as I mentioned, he's hitting 491 in the last, uh, I think it was 16 games, uh, uh, or excuse me, uh, since in September. 
but that's a torrid pace. And uh, Ruth, people don't realize when Ruth hit 60 and 27, he hit 17 home runs in the month of September. And Aaron Judge might have Pitchers were worn out. <laughs> Aaron Judge might do that this year, the way he's hitting home runs right now. Just uh, It's great for baseball, in my opinion. I, I think so. Uh, and again, couldn't happen to a nicer guy, and it couldn't happen at a better time. You know, there was uh, questions about contract. He, he wanted to try and extend his contract before the season began, but once the season began, uh, nope, that's it. Going to be an unrestricted free agent, and you couldn't have a better season heading into unrestricted free agency. Boy, you're not kidding about that, too. And uh, I just noticed here, too, that the AP poll, I uh, think it's uh, it's – is all quiet at the top of the AP poll in the fourth week. Of course, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, Clemson, Oklahoma, USC, Kentucky uh, is eighth. Oklahoma State and Arkansas rounds out the top ten elsewhere. And other kind of trying to see uh, where we are. Penn State, uh, who just bombed Auburn, uh, uh, Oregon, Ole Miss, Baylor, Washington, BYU, who uh, got beat by Washington over the weekend, Florida, uh, Wake Forest, Texas, uh, uh, Texas A&M, and Pitt, along with Miami. Uh, so uh, yeah, interesting uh, there, Jeff, uh, but uh, pretty understanding after you've seen what George has done. Uh, uh, the last season, uh, the final AP poll from last season featured five uh, group of five schools, Cincinnati, Louisiana, Lafayette, Houston, Utah State, and San Diego. Uh, this week, there are none of them in there. The SEC has eight. ACC five, or ACC has five. Big Twelve four. Pac Twelve uh, four. Big Ten three, and one independent. So, uh, big matchups next next weekend. Clemson at uh, Wake Forest. Florida journeys uh, to Tennessee, and Arkansas will head to College Station to take on the uh, Aggies. So, uh, anyway, interesting uh, in that regard. So, uh, with uh, College football taking center stage, you know. Uh, don't know if you have maybe any other uh, headlines. Uh, uh, what's notable, though, about Georgia being number one, uh, first time for them in the coaches' poll at number one, too. Finally, I guess um, just the dominating performances that Georgia has had against good teams and Alabama uh, almost lost against a good team, a solid team in Texas, but yeah, you know, their other games haven't been real threatening games. No, so not at the coaches all. are finally giving Georgia the respect, and you know, uh, quite a quite a bit of an improvement with forty the first place votes out of sixty five. Uh, Alabama got twenty four. Ohio State, um, coach, uh, what's the Ohio State's coach name? Oh, uh, he voted his own team number one. <laughs> someone had to, no. Someone did vote uh, Ohio State number one though. But again. Um, you know, there's parity now between the two poles. Sure. And uh, tonight, before we uh, take our uh, next break, uh, of course, we'll have uh, Bob Rose on to talk a little bit about the Saints uh, Sunday's uh, game. Uh, two NFL games on tonight. And yeah. you got the Titans at the Bills is the earlier game, and then the Vikings and the Eagles is the later game. And, uh, no, and not much later. Um, and not, they're not trying to do necessarily a double header. Uh, one game starting at six on either ESPN or ABC, and the other yeah, game ESPN. on the other yeah. game then on ABC at seven. Yeah, that would make more sense. Yeah, uh, not uh, disrupting their normal network programming, or for God's sake, Wheel of Fortune be preempted. Yes, <laughs> I can. I still can't. You know, uh, I, 
I knew Pat Sajak from Chicago. He was like a Chicago weatherman. Uh-huh. You know, one of those non-meteorology right. weather guys. Hey, David Letterman started yeah, out exactly. as a weatherman. Exactly. And uh, when I saw him ascend to Wheel of Fortune, and then 40 years later, he's finally talking about retirement, though. Oh, really? Yeah, I think he wants to go out uh, with, without dying from cancer, <laughs> uh, as opposed to uh, the other guy. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's time. It's yeah. time for people to stop watching that show. Yeah, it's, I, my uncle, when he was alive, uh, they every at 6.30 every evening, he'd sit down with his wife and they'd compete, trying to outguess each other what the next letter was. And religiously, he followed that show. Anyway, uh, NFL games on tap for you fantasy players, man. Uh, this is the last chance. Who, who is playing tonight? Uh, the, the, let's see. As I mentioned, the Titans at Bills and Vikings at Eagles. Okay. And the Buffalo's a ten point. The Viking Eagle game could be intriguing. Yeah, it will be too. And it's uh, they journey to Philadelphia to take on the spread in that game. The Philadelphia's got a two and a half point uh, uh, spread, and a fifty is the over and under of that game. That's uh, a lot of scoring against those. Uh, the team from the black and blue division taking on the Eagles. So uh, Buffalo, it's a 10-point pick over the Titans. That's hard to believe, too. Titans got a pretty good football team. As long as they're running back, Derrick Henry stays healthy. Uh, they can give people a lot of trouble. But the Bills, you know, people are trying to already stencil them in in the Super Bowl uh, as they had an impressive win against the defending champs in the first week uh, as they beat the Rams pretty bad. And, and remember, schools are closing early in and around Orchard Park. That's right. That's they, right. They, they, because I guess uh, they're, they're probably near a neighborhood and a lot of schools affected by the traffic and Buffalo known for their great tailgating. So uh, they'll be there early, those fans, uh, bouncing on uh, those Wooden foldable tables. That's right. A plastic foldable. White but, is what I wanted to say, not wooden. White uh, folding tables. That's right. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and take our next break, and we'll get Bob Rose on the line, have him speak a little bit about the Saints game yesterday and uh, see what his thoughts are. You're listening to Kane Radio, uh, Bayou Sports, here on uh, a Monday on FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with Bob right after this. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. The athletic field provides challenges that test the competitor. It is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish. I am Jacob Landry, and I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs, good-paying jobs, that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs. This is my challenge, and I need your help. Your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337 
1-800-560-0880 or go to answertopain.com. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become part of something bigger. Join the team. We're currently hiring for a variety of offshore positions in both our production and construction divisions, and you can apply right now at danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes! Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Louisiana. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. On the line with us is SI and Saints beat writer uh, Bob Rose. Good morning, Bob. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, it's Monday morning, kind of a dreary Monday morning after a Saints loss, but I'm doing all right. I hope you guys are too. Uh, we, uh, yeah, the Monday morning uh, hangover, uh, it's soon to pass, but uh, the Saints uh, yesterday uh, – and the first question I have for you and your observations uh, with the Saints yesterday is uh, Jameis Winston had four vertebrae, fractured vertebrae in his back playing through. I don't know what type of pain he may have, uh, his tolerance, but uh, I don't know if that affected his play yesterday or not. You know, I really believe if someone's hurt and I don't know how serious this uh, injury is, but, uh, you know, it looked like uh, he, he had a lot of um, – he had a little fear at trying to run the ball and in uh, the Saints offensive line uh, just giving up six sacks, throwing three interceptions. You're not going to win many games in that regard. Uh, no, you're not. Uh, and you know, we saw the Saints offensive line struggle in week one uh, and uh, and continue those struggles in week two. Like you said, you know, six sacks uh, you know, uh, to nine or ten quarterback hits. When your quarterback is under constant duress, you can't move the football. Uh, when you when, when you can't run the ball consistently, you can't move the football, and you especially have to protect your quarterback when he's nursing a back injury. Uh, like you said, you know, we only Jameis Winston can tell us how much pain he's in. Uh, but you know, we know this much: anybody with a back injury, you know, you know how difficult it is to you know, to torque around and you know jerk those muscles when you know, when throwing a football, uh, and that's without you know g- getting hit. Uh, you know, and under the constant duress that he was, uh, you know, we knew Jameis was hurting after last week. Uh, we didn't know what specifically was going on until, you know, like you said, the, you know, the Jay Glazer report came out uh, either just before the game or during the game yesterday. Uh, but you have to wonder about Jameis Winston's availability going forward because of that. Uh, you know, it, if he could still be effective, he's still the best man for the job. I know he had a poor outing. Uh, you know, was really, I agree with you, was really gun-shy on, you know, on some decisions yesterday. I thought he could have pulled the trigger uh, much sooner than he did on some of those throws uh, and maybe even took one or two unnecessary sacks or unnecessary hits. Uh, he's got to be better in that aspect, but the Saints must, must, must be better protecting him up front. 
Yeah, you know, uh, last season when he started off the year, he had a great game against the Packers. I mean, the Saints just looked dominant against Aaron Rodgers, even though that game was in Jacksonville. And then they come up and just uh, lay a big egg as when they went journey to Carolina, and uh, mm-hmm. they made Donald look like uh, an All-Pro quarterback. And the Saints got beat, I think, twenty-six to six, something of that nature. And uh, and then they came back and won a few games. But in the meantime, uh, uh, Winston yesterday, you know, he. he tucked under the ball and rolled out a little bit, and he had room to run to run out of bounds and possibly make a first down. And uh, you, you didn't mm-hmm. see him take off, just like you said momentarily ago, that uh, the hesitation on his part to run. Yeah, you're right. And uh, in that aspect, you have to wonder how much the back injury did bother him because we have seen Jameis Winston take off and run and make plays with his legs in those situations before. Last week against Atlanta, last year before he went down with the injury, uh, you know, the hesitation I've noticed with Jameis, uh, you know, during his short tenure with the Saints has been more often than not, you know, releasing the football, throwing the football, almost afraid to make a mistake. Uh, and you can't be an effective quarterback that way. Uh, but you're right. I'm watching the game and there were at least three or four times where I thought he could have picked up yardage and twice off the top of my head, a for sure first down. Uh, yeah, with us not knowing the nature of his injury at the time, it now makes sense in hindsight. Uh, but yeah, again, if you're going to be that limited, maybe take a couple. Of, yeah, it, if this is the kind of injury that can get slightly better in a couple of weeks of rest, uh, yeah, then then start Andy Dalton. Uh, I'm not calling for him to replace Jameis Winston. I'm just saying you have a, a solid veteran option to turn to if your quarterback needs a couple of weeks rest to recuperate an injury. No, no doubt. Uh, we haven't talked about the petulant child, though. That is Tom Brady <laughs> yet uh, in this segment or even uh, earlier in the show. Or maybe Microsoft pays Tom Brady to test the equipment. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not sure what it is, but uh, he did apologize for it. But uh, is that motivational for him? Getting angry. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, it might be. And Tom Brady did not have a good game yesterday. Tom Brady was far from the reason why the Buccaneers won. Uh, but you're right. I mean, you know, th- these are temper tantrums we have seen throughout his career. Uh, a, a lot of people, uh, a lot of outsiders or fans, uh, you know, make light of it, make fun of him. Uh, yeah, but it, I've been a teammate of players that have acted like that. And it just, to me anyway... It just becomes a disruption. Uh, now, it's hard to call Tom, Ray, Tom Brady a disruption because his teams have had so much success for so long. Uh, you know, so it, I will say this. At the very least, it's not a good look for young children, boys and girls, uh, you know, uh, you know, watching this. Uh, you know, he's, he's not providing a good role model, model or anything like that. Uh, for good sportsmanship, if you ask me. You know, they're they're giving him, apparently, Veterans Day of Rest each Wednesday now throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Do you think he needs it, or the personal life seems to be uh, having some issues with him, too? Uh, and those are, uh, those are probably two separate issues. First of all, I have no problem you know, giving your veteran quarterback a day of rest. Uh, you, know, you know, it's... <laughs> It's not like Tom Brady needs the extra practice or extra reps. Uh, and, you know, if it keeps your 40 and 45 year old, if it keeps it your grizzled veteran quarterback, uh, you know, upright and sharp down the stretch of the season, I certainly don't have a problem with it. 
Uh, yeah, now, the personal issues, his marital issues, family issues, that could be a different story. Uh, you know, we, uh, we've all dealt with personal issues, and as much as we try to keep it out of our workplace, it inevitably leaks over. So you, you, know, you do have to wonder if, uh, if this w- would or could affect Tom Brady's performance, uh, you know, if whatever is going on in his personal life continues. Uh, one quick question, Bob. What do you think about the fumbles in the uh, brawls yesterday? I, I'm sorry, what? The, the fumble by Ingram and then the yeah. uh, brawls during the course of the game with uh, uh, Evans and Lattimore. <laughs> well, for, yeah, first, the, yeah, the fumble by Ingram was obviously a killer. You know, game the, turner, the Saints I think. Were in, yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, the, the Saints were in surefire scoring position. Uh, and the, really the momentum, the offensive momentum they had, I think they'd have put the ball in the end zone. And I agree with you. I think it's a game changer right then and there. Uh, yeah, as far as the fight, I know fans are fired up about it. Uh, and they have a right to be. But listen, you know, Marshawn Lattimore should have been ejected. Uh, they're always going to get the, the player who retaliates, especially when he retaliates in a way that Lattimore did. What Marshawn needed to do was keep his composure. Uh, and that was crucial in that situation. Uh, yeah, I, I could say, and I don't know who among you were at the game. I, you know, I was at the game, so I saw it coming. Uh, you know, he was John with Brady and, the, and Arians on the sideline and the entire Buccaneers sideline. So I was actually waiting for a taunting penalty. Uh, and then Leonard Fournette actually started the fight by hitting Lattimore. How, how Fournette did not get ejected is beyond me. Uh, at the very least, the official should have been faster at defusing the situation. My opinion, threw a taunting flag or unsportsmanlike flag on both Lattimore and Tom Brady. <laughs> but we all know you're never going to see that. Uh, and, um, you know, Fournette should have been ejected, you know, once it escalated for throwing the first punch. Lattimore, right, yeah, Lattimore was correctly ejected. Like I said, he needed to show better composure in that situation. Uh, yeah, and Mike Evans continuing to be a, the, the coward that we have seen throughout his career. Uh, I, if you're going to come to a defense of a teammate, that's fine. I have no problem with that. But to jack up Lattimore in the back, blindside him like he did, and this is not the first time he's done that to Marshawn Lattimore or other players throughout the league. Evans should be facing a league suspension, in my opinion. He should be the only one out of that fracas to face you know, league consequences other than a fine from the fight. Uh, we'll see if it happens because he's Tom Brady's wide receiver, so I would be shocked. Yeah, no, I also feel that uh, the league's going to get a hold of that and look at the uh, film, and i got a feeling there might be some other uh, fines and suspensions coming through with that. Uh, Once the league get hold of the film and review it, uh, I don't think you're seeing the end of that yet. No, I agree with you, Uh, and it's not a good look for the NFL as a whole, uh, obviously. Uh, you know, this, this isn't hockey from the 1970s. Uh, you know, this is not a look that the NFL and Roger Goodell wants. Uh, you know, after, uh, you know, Bruce Arians was unbelievably on the Buccaneers sidelines and he escalated the situation as well. Uh, you know, with Arians, Arians is still in, uh, in some sort of official capacity, advisory capacity with the team, uh, but it's not a role that yeah, but that puts him on the Buccaneers' sidelines necessarily. So, wouldn't be surprising 
Uh, he should certainly get a fine, too. Wouldn't be surprising if the league removed him from the sidelines, put him in the press box. Like you said, I hope, I think a suspension should come from Mike Evans, and all kinds of players are going to get fined. You had players from both sides leaving the bench. I hope no suspensions come out of that, but tons of players are going to get fined. Yeah, this is far from the end. All right, Bob, always a pleasure. A quick preview against Carolina. Uh, well, yeah, we got to watch the status of you know, Jameis Winston during the course of the week. Status of Alvin Kamara is he going to be healthy enough to play? Uh, yeah, but Carolina, uh, yeah, Carolina has been up and down offensively to start the year. Uh, yeah, so this might be a get well game for the Saints defense, who I thought played extremely well until uh, the fourth quarter yesterday. Uh, but offensively, the Saints have to establish an identity. Uh, you know, no matter who's a quarterback, no matter whether you know, whether Kamara is in the game or not, uh, you know, they, they have to establish an identity and be consistent with that because they're going to be tested by what I think is an extremely talented Carolina defense. Uh, the Panthers have a good, solid uh, you know, pair of cornerbacks to challenge the Saints' wide receivers, uh, you know, who I didn't think played really well yesterday. Uh, and they have a rugged and physical defensive line, and we know the offensive line issues that the Saints have had so far this season. Uh, so New Orleans is going to have to get right real quick up front, uh, you know, to to have any kind of offensive success. Otherwise, we're going to be looking at a you know, at another uh, at another close divisional battle that could go either way. Again, we'll look forward to uh, talking about it Monday morning with you. But uh, again, thanks for joining us, Bob. Remind us uh, how folks can read and uh, hear your stuff. Uh, it's my pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you for having me, uh, folks. You can follow me on Facebook. Uh, Bob Rose, over on Twitter, at BobbyR2613. Uh, all of my work, along with uh, my editor, Kyle Mosley, and our beat reporter, John Hendricks, all of us can be found at the Saints News Network, or at Saints News on Twitter. Um, we do all the New Orleans Saints coverage for the SI.com team site. Very good. Bob, we'll look forward to talking again next Monday. Have a great week. You too, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Appreciate You're quite welcome. Thank you, Bob. No doubt. Anyway, Jeff, uh, interesting uh, some of his observations with the Saints with regard to uh, play. So we'll see what comes I, out I'm of the I'm not as em- emphatic uh, as he was about Lattimore's um, ejection, but uh, he, made, he made some good case. He certainly made a good case for him should have been more composed. Yeah. I, I agree with that. And uh, being a veteran on the team now, he's I think in his fourth or fifth year with the Saints. So uh, that comes into play, him being ejected out the game. Uh, uh, not necessarily a turning point, but uh, uh, with Mike Evans going out, too, uh, as the referee said, they both have been eliminated or removed in the game. So, anyway, the Saints have some work to do. We'll see how Winston holds up during the course of the week. Today in sports history, September the 19th, in 1931, Lefty Grove wins his 30th game. Of course, we wouldn't have another 30-game winner in the American League until Denny McClain does it in 68. In 1947, Jackie Robinson is named the uh, Rookie of the Year in baseball. And the Rookie of the Year was only uh, in um, the two leagues were combined. Then they broke it out uh, much later in the 50s. In 1950, he was named this early? No, 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 that's that seems before the end of the season. Yeah, kind of premature. Of course, uh, with what he was going through, and uh, I guess the uh, writers don't know if this is uh, by the league or this is by the uh, sports writers, but named Rookie of the Year. But still, what I guess playing 154 games probably had about 10 games left in the year they had more days off too during the season travel was a little more arduous 
So it, it surprises me that I know the season had to end uh, later than mid-September. That's yeah, for I think sure. Jackie hit a little over 300 that year and st- would steal bases and uh, and created problems for defenses. But uh, anyway, uh, I think the following year, Alvin Dork won it in 48, uh, former LSU Tiger uh, shortstop. Elsewhere in 1955, the Cubs, Ernie Banks, since his record fifth Grand Slam of the season. Wow. And here in 1968, Denny McLean wins his 31st win, and Mickey Mantle also hits his 535th home run on this date, and that was his second-to-last blast. He ended up with 536 in his career. 1973, Frank Robinson of the Angels, uh, homers in a record 32nd Major League Park over in Arlington, Texas, uh, against the Rangers uh, in that regard. In 1973, the NL National League refuses to allow the Padres to move to Washington, D.C. I remember getting a Glenn Becker baseball card. All right. Because he had been traded from the Cubs to San Diego. Uh Uh-huh. But they printed a card that said Washington NL and him in a Cub jersey still. But it was Glenn. It was a big uh, faux pas because yeah, the, there was that plan, and uh, it would have been a terrible idea. Did Ray Quark own the Padres at that time? I'm not sure. In fact, that may have been when he uh, obtained them. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah, yeah, you might be right. Anyway, in 1982, on this date, uh, the first road shutout victory uh, for the Saints as they beat the Bears ten nothing. Elsewhere, in 1989, the Appeals Court restores the America's Cup. If you want to talk about longest winning streaks, the America's Cup, they went out and used a catamaran in New Zealand, protested. Of course, a few years earlier, New Zealand had that famous rudder that came into play. In 1992, on this date, Barry Bonds joins Willie Mays, Howard Johnson, and Ron Gant with a 30-home or 30-steal season in Major League Baseball. In 1992, Sergey Butka Pole vaults a record uh, 20 feet, one and a quarter inch. That's in 92. And Duplantis now, uh, I think, has the record at 20 feet, four and a quarter. So in almost 30 years, it's only gone up about a half, I mean, uh, about uh, three inches. In 1992, the demolition begins of JFK Stadium in Philadelphia. Uh, built in 26, the Sesquicentio uh, st- Stadium, known as the Municipal Stadium, hosted the 26 Dunny Dimps- uh, Dempsey fight along with 41 Army-Navy football games, the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, rallies for the National Hockey League Flyers and the Phillies, and the U.S. portion of the Live Aid uh, were held in that stadium. Interesting, because, you know, the Eagles, before Veterans Stadium was built, the Eagles weren't playing there. No, they were the playing. The Phillies weren't playing there. That's right. The, 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 the I, Phillies played at the Baker Bowl, and the uh, Eagles played in uh, one of the college teams up there. I'm trying to remember. It might have been. I can't say it was Villanova. But they played in a small stadium yeah, that sat yeah. maybe forty or 50,000 people, you know, as like the Bears playing in Wrigley Field, you know, for many years. So, uh, and I can't think of the stadium. They won the uh, NL championship in 60 with Norman Van Maybe either Franklin or Lincoln Stadium. I think it was Franklin. Yeah. Now that you mentioned Franklin, I think it was Franklin Field. And not to be confused, because I think the current stadium is corporately named Franklin Financial yes, Field. Yes, that's right. Not, not to confuse the two, but... Yeah, there you go. Anyway, continue. anyway, in '93, the San Diego Chargers kicker John Corley, of course, he picked kicked later for the Saints, kicked six field goals in an 18 to 17 win over Houston, and set the NFL record with 29 consecutive field goals made at the time. Hope he got a game ball. Yeah, he should have uh, in that regard. In 2000, King Griffey Jr. pinch hits his 400th home run, becoming the first major leaguer to reach a mark as a pinch hitter. In 2004, the Ryder Cup over in Oakland Hills uh, Country Club. 
Europe retains the cup, wins 18.5 to 9.5, the largest win by a European team in the history of the event. 2004 NFL Oakland Raider wide receiver Jerry Rice ends the NFL streak of 274 consecutive games with a reception. I can remember when it was in the 60s and Danny Abramowitz held it with the Saints. 13-10 victory over the Buffalo Bills. And in 2017, a new major league record for the most home runs in a season, meaning all the teams cumulative, 56-94 by Alex Gordon with the Rawls. And they went on to hit a lot more that year. But that was uh, five years ago. So, uh, wow. Birthdays today. Duke Schneider, Hall of Fame outfielder from the Dodgers, uh, celebrates uh, his, was born on this date. in 19- My aunt dated Duke Schneider. Duke Schneider, the Duke. He played a, a stint with the St. Paul Saints, apparently. In the minor leagues. Like yeah. And, you know, Duke Schneider being from San Diego, he would never celebrate Holly, uh, uh, um, Halloween because it was the Giants' colors of black and orange. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Al Arter, born on this day. Of course, the American discus thrower won the gold medal in 56, 60, 64, and 68, born in Astoria, New York. Al Arter, the famous discus thrower. Also, Lil' Joe Morgan, born on this date in 1943, Hall of Fame uh, infielder with the uh, Reds, Astros and the Reds, and a broadcaster born in Bonham, Texas on this date. In 1962, Ken Rosenwald. American sports writer and uh, baseball uh, extraordinaire, born on this day in Oyster Bay, Long Island. And in 1967, born on this day, Jim Abbott, the major league pitcher, born without a right hand, threw a no-hitter against the Indians in 93. Jim Abbott, uh, Angels, Yankees, born in Flint, Michigan. And the quote of the day by Ken the Hawk Harrison, baseball is the only sport I know when you're on offense, the other team controls the ball. There you go. Ken Hawk Harrison, uh Longtime White Sox uh, broadcaster, uh, as well uh, as a uh, pretty solid player with Cleveland and Boston. Maybe. That's correct. And, you know, he's right. Uh, baseball is the only game where the defense has the ball. <laughs> you know, uh, all the other sports, when you have the ball, you're on offense. Anyway. And uh, a note, uh, the 1947 baseball season wrapped up on September 28th. So two weeks before the end yeah, of the season. That's uh, right. I guess they figured he pretty much had a lock on it. Pretty, uh, yeah, with a, all he had to go through being the first African-American to play Major League Baseball, it's probably since the 19th century. I'm sure they had a few that might have played back then. But uh, Jackie Robinson, uh, what a player. There you go. Big thanks to our sponsors today. Jacob Landry, candidate for State Rep District 49, L.A. Classic Roofing, the Quarter Tavern. King Row Golf and Turf Club, Schwing Insurance, and the Headache and Pain Center. Thanks to our guests today, Bob Rose with SI.com, and, of course, uh, Coach Ryan Antoine with Westgate Tigers. Tomorrow, Terry Martin joins us at about 8 o'clock, head coach in Lauraville.